Dan Dickow here for Gonzaga Nation SI on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network as we continue to inch closer to the college basketball season each Monday uh, in September and October we're going to take a look at uh, another team outside of Gonzaga in the WCC the first week um, we looked at LMU this week we're going to look at Pacific the Tigers led by head coach Leonard Perry um, had a eight and twenty two season uh, last year, three and eleven in the WCC. But I don't think that shares uh, how competitive they were. They lost a lot of close games. They were in a lot of games. They just struggled to score in the stretch down of many games. And when you look at big picture of of what their season was a year ago, um, they were not a good rebounding team. They were out rebounded uh, nearly every single night. Uh, they didn't shoot it well. Um, they were about 41% from the field, only 32%, which I believe was last in the WCC. Uh, and they only made about six threes a game. So uh, they were not great on the offensive end of the floor when, when they couldn't shoot it. And then they had problems turning it over at times. Uh, that was a that was an issue that they need to resolve this year. On the flip side, defensively, they were really good. Uh, they they kind of took that grit, that that energy, um, that kind of junk things up that Damon Stoudemire had going for them on the defensive end of the floor and continued that on. Uh, they were really good at pressuring the ball and forcing turnovers a season ago uh, and driving their opponent's field goal percentage down. And, and if if they their offense can improve a little bit this year, as far as field goal percentages, they can shore up the boards, which I think they will based on, uh, you know, last year they were a fairly small roster. Alfonso Anderson uh, played a lot at the four and even at the five at times, and he was uh, about six, 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 seven or so. Uh, and then if they they can continue to create turnovers and, and get some easy opportunities in transition, I think that bodes well for them. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they develop this year under Leonard Perry. Last year was, was tough because if you remember. Damon Stoudemire left in July when he got an opportunity to coach with the Boston Celtics uh, as an assistant under Ime Udoka. Uh, and it was literally right when the uh, evaluation periods were beginning. So they had to quickly um, move Leonard Perry into that role, which I believe he was an associate head coach under Damon. So it was probably already prepared that that would be the case but anytime you make a switch that late uh he now has to put together what his thoughts are in regards to staff in regards to what they value in recruiting because it might be slightly different uh and and how they want to build their roster and how they want to build their schedule so uh we'll be interested to see how they they do this year but uh, like i mentioned a, a loss in alfonso anderson the other couple guys that are, are really um big losses for them uh, Anderson was their leading scorer a year ago, right around 12 points per game would be Jeremiah Bailey, uh, kind of a versatile wing, did a lot of different things, uh, scored at it about 11 points a game. He could shoot it from the three-point line well enough uh, to make you concerned and have to close out hard. Uh, and then, you know, kind of had a sneaky little tricky game as far as putting the ball in the deck and creating opportunities. Uh, then they lose their point guard, Pierre Crockrell. Uh, not much of a scorer, uh, but a tremendous defender. Um, which is obviously one of the reasons why they they forced so many turnovers a season ago. Um, and he was a really good setup point guard, uh, averaged about five assists per game. Um, and when you're a team that struggles to shoot it 
the way that Pacific did a year ago, you average five assists per game, you know, you're creating opportunities for teammates. Maybe they just can't take advantage of them. So um, those, those were the three big losses that I see when you look at the roster, um, almost a complete roster overhaul. Uh, there's a couple of returning players, um, you know, in, in the main one there being Luke Abdolovich. Uh, he was their third leading scorer a year ago, scored at about 10 points per game. Um, probably their best three point shooter a season ago made about two a game of those six, about 36, 37% from the three, but overall from the field, he's only about 38. He's going to have a lot of opportunities. Uh, he's got a lot, going to have a lot of responsibilities on his shoulders as a, probably the leading returning player. When you talk about the roster kind of turnover, this is where you, you start looking at, um, you know, how these, if these guys come together um, because they got some transfers from some major uh, and high major type schools, uh, there's some, there's some, potential there's some talent here uh donovan williams is a big strong guard from oklahoma state 6'5 200 they've got a lot of uh hopes for him to kind of move into a primary role quickly uh keelan bone also from oklahoma state 6'8 um kind of lanky long athlete uh six points a game three rebounds a game or so but he, he also had some big games 17 points against texas uh, Tyler Beard out of Georgetown, kind of a, a bigger, thicker, stockier guard at 6'2", um, but out of the Big East, played at Georgetown under Patrick Ewing, so you know he's been tested. Came out of Chicago, Whitney Young High School, great high school program, uh, by, coached by Tyrone Slaughter in the Chicago area, uh, so you, you know he's He's going to be tough. He's going to be ready for uh, the challenge of the WCC. And then another transfer uh, that I think Scott, um, you know, some opportunities uh, is going to be Nick Blake. Came from UNLV, 6'6". Um, you know, he uh, sorry, he was at Pacific last year. But um, as far as a returning piece, I think he's got a chance. Uh, started a few games a season ago, had a few double-figure points, uh, double-figure games. 20 points twice against BYU as well as Pepperdine. Uh, they're hoping that he grows into a bigger role this year uh, and a consistent threat. Um, he, to me, is kind of more of a slasher, get out and transition. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he's kind of repped out his jump shot and created some consistency there. Because I think, again, that's one of the areas that they they really need some help. Um, and that would really bolster uh, their offensive attack. When you look at their non-conference, um, Lots of California schools, and I think that's something that, you, quite frankly, you're still going to see um, with a lot of teams in the WCC outside of uh, Gonzaga and maybe, um, you know, BYU. There's not a lot of cross-country travel. I mean, we touched on it when we looked at LMU, uh, mostly California schools. That's very similar uh, to Pacific um, you know, but they do have a, an interesting two game road trip to North Dakota state and North Dakota. The reason I say that's interesting is because those two programs are, are, are solid programs. They've both been in the NCAA tournaments in tournament in recent years. Um, but the reason I say it's interesting is because you want to, sometimes you want to test yourself in going to difficult places to play. Uh, and that could be environment of the arena. It could be travel just to see how your guys respond, see how they re react, see, see if they come together, if they splinter. Uh, and so that two game trip, I think 
you know, could share a lot or show a lot um, for Pacific. A uh, couple, another game that really kind of jumps out at you is Fresno State. Um, that could be a really good opportunity for them to sneak a, quote, good name win out of it. Uh, Fresno State lost their best player in, in Orlando Robinson to the NBA, uh, 6'11", 7-footer. Uh, but, you know, they play them at home and that that could be a big opportunity for for Fresno or excuse me for for Pacific but they open the season at Stanford and Stanford is kind of one of those interesting teams you, you don't know what to expect from them at least I don't know what to expect from them as I start to kind of follow uh closely a lot of the schools in the west coast this year I've heard a lot of people down on Stanford this year you know they they haven't shown growth uh, they lost maybe their best player a season ago in Jaden Delaire and transferring to USD. Um, their other good player, um, Harrison Ingram, um, left after a year, put his name in the NBA draft. Um, so you don't know what what the season holds for Stanford, although some people think that they're an NCAA tournament team. Hard hard to say. Um, so that, that could be a good win, uh, possibly, for Pacific uh, first game of the season at Stanford. Uh, when you look at the WCC, uh, obviously with a shortened condensed season where you don't play all uh, nine other teams twice, um, Pacific might have the, the friendliest schedule of everybody. They only play St. Mary's once. They only play Gonzaga once. Uh, they start with two home games with BYU and at LMU. Um, so they could get off to a good start. Uh, in, in league play. And like I said, they only play Gonzaga once and it's at home in Stockton on January 21st. So, uh, you know, I, I think this is a, uh, very similar to, you know, Stan Johnson and his year two, where they battled injuries, they battled, um, you know, some COVID pauses. Uh, they, they couldn't get their feet underneath them a season ago at LMU. Um, if you look at it as regards to going into year two for Leonard Perry, at Pacific, he might have a little bit more of an advantage of not having to deal with with the issues and struggles of COVID. Uh, because when you looked at the big picture of Pacific last year, they had some stretches where they played really good basketball. Um, but it, if they can clean up some of the things that I talked about off the top, you know, being a better shooting team, being a better rebounding team, um, you know, I think because of their defense, they'll stay in some games. And if they can shoot it a little bit better, compete on the glass a little bit better, uh, I think they'll definitely show some improvement from last season's eight and 22 records. So uh, good stuff. I think coming out of Stockton, I think Leonard Perry does a really nice job. His teams are always prepared um, and it will be fun to track them early in the non-conference leading up to the WCC. So for Gonzaga Nation SI, we appreciate you listening in again each Monday through September and October. We're going to take an in-depth look at each team in the league outside of Gonzaga. So today's Pacific next week should be the Pepperdine Waves. Take care and have a great week.